0: to this the blue monday podcast now in our 100th year covering the wonderful interesting exciting happenings of ipswich town my name is benjamin bloom and coming up is a lovely beautiful hour of chat on the so far unbeaten and top of the league ipswich town welcome old school david diamond (laughs) On a Sunday morning, how are you, my friend?
5: Very well, Ben. Thanks. Just like old times, isn't it? Nine o'clock, Sunday morning recording. Oh my goodness me! I, I mean, that that was the norm. That in
0: front of you, David.
5: Yeah, true. That was that was the in the early days of the pod. That was the norm almost, wasn't it? Because you had to dash off to some glamorous gig somewhere, didn't you? And usually in, I don't know, leafy Surrey or somewhere like that. That was Absolutely. usually yeah, the home yeah. of yeah. Penty Smith. The home of <laughs> Penty Smith, and the and worse, the home of Penty Smith. And the corn sausage roll. Joe
0: Fares hasn't been introduced, and he's already managed to yeah. have, a, <laughs> have a shot at um, fellow podcaster Mikey. That's uh, we can see what type of mood he's in this morning. Joe Fares, everybody.
3: Morning, morning, guys.
0: <laughs> Is that it now? It's not, yeah, no, I don't, don't want to say anything found else. Neck no, in immediately, Dave. Short and
5: sweet, yeah.
0: Short and sweet. Um, Joe, I think uh, people will be interested to hear your thoughts. Richard and I chatted about this um, on the midweek YouTube stream. Um Quick plug for that. If um, if you hadn't realised, in between these pods this season, we'll be over on YouTube midweek doing other Q&As or um, um, post-game streams, etc. Uh, you can get involved live on that, which is really good fun. But Joe, I think people will be interested to know your thoughts on Idris El-Mizuni returning to uh, Cambridge, the attacking midfield. <laughs> we went there at the end of last season. He's... Gone back, you have, on the one hand, been a proponent of El Mazzuni, but on the other hand, have complained about this squad being bloated for a long time. Um, Can you give me your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's a difficult one because
3: ultimately he's not in the starting 11 here and probably is going to struggle to get on the bench most weeks. So the fact he can go to drop down just one league and hopefully play regularly for the, for Cambridge is, is a really good move for him personally and is probably the best thing for his development. My only concern is that he can play sort of either of those wide forward roles or in the midfield three, sort of two forward roles there. So he's quite versatile. And I think if you lose Teddy Bishop out of that midfield three, you don't really have anyone that can just sort of beat a man and drive us forward and carry play where he can do that. He does seem to have that sort of that swagger and that confidence to be able to do things like that. And like I say, as as good as we've played, you look around that team in the, in that midfield, you sort of Nolan, Downs, Judge, even the wide, wide players in Sears, Edwards you haven't got players that just have that ability to just beat a man and take it forward which El Mazzini does have so I say ho- hopefully he goes to Cambridge does really well there, maybe comes back in January and contributes but ultimately it is a good move for him but it's a little disappointing because he's probably the one that's closest to it for me.
0: Dave you disappointed?
5: No, no, really slightly. Slightly, I think. I mean, I know I saw some Twitter comments from Cambridge fans and they're delighted to have him back. I mean, I think he made quite an impact there last year, didn't he? I know he scored well, certainly one real, really spectacular goal. Um, I mean, do you think, I don't know, is isn't that bloated? I mean, do you think this is an indication perhaps Downs isn't leaving? Just throw that one, just sort of throw that one in there. I know, as Joe quite rightly said, different player, I suppose, and more, you're right, he's more akin, very Similar, to, more, more similar to Bishop's style of play, where he can drive forward, beat a man, and stuff. But yeah. that was ju- that was just a thought. But again, I think I agree with Joey. He needs he needs to play, doesn't he? He Needs to play. And if it's with Cambridge, I assume I say he was really well rated there last year. I think they've had a half decent start, haven't they? I believe. I know they had a thumping win last week. I think. So um, look, if he's going to play and he's like and he's he's well liked there, then fair play you know i don't think it's a bad move and is it just till january joe is it it's a full season loan with a with a recall potential recall in january okay. but i
3: don't know i don't know the conditions of that whether it's everyone has to agree or
0: whether we're in charge of that or not okay. um david you make a good point about um downs because from my covering of the championship um we're getting a lot of indications about this <clears throat> excuse me depressed market david brooks emmy buendia Ishmael Saar. Josh King, none of them have left their clubs. Carl and, Carl and all, Grant, Carl and Grant, they've all not been sold. No one's come in with the the money, and they've all not it's been playing. Like, well, some, a lot of them. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna start playing now, then then guys, it's it's <laughs> happening um, at the yeah.
5: slightly so at slightly higher level, Dave. So you, there might be might be something in there. I don't I don't know, but yeah, it might be something in there. I, I um,
3: think just the interest in, in him so far. It, it seems like the only proper interest has been from Palace. And the figures quoted are just like yeah. 1.6 million they got to. Well, it's no, just it's... not worth selling at that price. It's like, so. probably not. No,
5: I mean, I know we sorry, had this Dave. discussion in, the, in one of the other pods I did the other week about, yeah, what is his what, what is his true worth? I mean, looking at his... Well, we'll get on to the game, but his body language didn't seem great to me yesterday. <laughs> and Dave oh, as
0: well, you know how ridiculous the week um ending oh um, anything, over the fifth will be anything. As well. yeah christ yeah. Then, you yeah. know as yeah. soon as soon it just takes one one domino particularly little, at somewhere little. like of to start everything falling for the yeah. the higher up league one players and all of the championship players yeah it's just, um, if palace were at
3: 2.6 rather than 1.6 at yeah you think you think well yeah they are going to get there because they're close enough to it now but like, like i say it if Buendia goes for 20 million, then all of a sudden, money's sloshing around the Championship, and yeah, good point. Something can happen, but we don't know. <laughs> you, yeah.
0: you could you could end up with Watford, Norwich, Bournemouth, and Huddersfield all having 15 to 20 million. Come into their bank account within three days of the transfer and their closing. Anyway, um, more ins, David. Um, Mark McGuinness. I don't know if his agent, Brenna Woolley, actually got him signed after the commentary.
3: Darren Ambrose. (laughs) Darren Ambrose. It was Ambrose, Um, wasn't
5: it? Yeah.
0: um, What's your your take on this? Um, Joe and I did the post-game show and he and Balagon, the the two
5: Were they the two that...
0: Yeah, they they look the
5: bench too. Yeah. yeah.
0: they look like um decent enough players. What what's your view on McGuinness um in terms of a play out from the back style? Yeah, I mean obviously he's, uh, look, he's an, James, uh, he's an Arsenal. Um, he's just start so far. He's
5: signed a pro contract with Arsenal, hasn't he? I think just just what April time. So look, he's obviously he's obviously half decent player with good habits if he, if he's if he's managed that. I think he's uh He's a Republic of Ireland under-19 international. Um, did he not? I think I read somewhere else, Joe. Did he not play alongside an ex-town player? Was it Clark at centre half yeah, for their under-18s and something like well, that? Got any bearing on it? But just another Ipswich connection there. He's obviously quite well rated, so yeah, I don't see, I don't have an issue with that signing. Again, you know, with our comments that we just said about potentially, um, you know, Elmiz going out and downstaying. You know, you, you would make the correlation with, does that mean Wolfenden? is potentially on his way. Uh, again, you read and read so much into that, but no, we, you know, I think you're not watching on YouTube.
0: Win- Dave's wearing his tinfoil hat today with all his conspiracy theories. No, uh. well, you know you, you know
5: what I mean? But a bit of a win-win for both, really. Yeah, you know, certainly well, we're getting out, obviously a half decent young player. All right. Relatively inexperienced, but you know, we've seen from what we saw from the brief, well, briefly from the, from the Arsenal game, ladder can play six foot four. So, <laughs> you know, physically, you know, physically there as well. So, yeah, I see that as, um, yeah, I see that as, as as a good thing for us, really. One thing I did mention, Joe, I saw that, um, and I think you picked up on it yesterday, and again, just changing the subject slightly, ever so slightly, I see that young Flores is getting some rave reviews at Arsenal, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he, he seems to be their sort of absolute main man in their under-18s at the moment, and... Uh-huh you could see it coming because he played in their youth cup games, which are the absolute peak of it as a schoolboy last year and you don't get many players doing that in the especially in the elite academies. He is seen he as he didn't
5: play against this the other He wasn't in the squad the other week for that No, game.
3: no, not in that. No. But one thing I noticed about McGuinness as well, I sort of spoke to someone about him and he really struggled last year and only actually played three games for their under twenty threes all season, so I don't know. What happened to him there? But he's very, very inexperienced. Obviously, he looked really, really good against us the other week. But I think maybe those expecting him to really kick on might be sort of might have to wait a little bit because I'm, I'm not sure he's quite as ready as he maybe looked in that one game.
5: Yeah, good point. And I think uh, yeah, you know what you said about missing those games, perhaps not stepping up last year again. You know, nineteen six foot fours. He's again these, these kids with these growth, these growth spurts and stuff like that, and it just can, it really can hold them back. It really can hold them back until they almost. Grow into it. <laughs> you see what I mean? Grow into it. I've seen that no, before. No, I exactly what you mean. So, no, look, I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'd totally agree. Relatively inexperienced, but, yeah, win-win, I think. Um, we'll get to yesterday's
0: game in just a sec. I just want to get your <laughs> – I'm, I'm sure I might get a one-word answer, but um, Marcus Evans uh, speaking out on Thursday, I think, um, a kind of puff piece with the club media – reiterating the um this is in response to the um latest government kind of pullback on restrictions and uh, the pilot schemes being cancelled evans reiterated the 10 god i sounded so suffolk then reiterated with two t's not boy, no t's boy, um, boy. Uh, right, boy. <laughs> get rid of it um the 10 million pound um, black hole figure and all of this stuff. Joe, any anything new in that, or just a kind of um, very much like the government did actually, a kind of act- just a reminder of what we already knew, but maybe we'd forgotten.
3: Yeah, it sort of brings it home a little bit, and I think it's I think there's a massive frustration because. You see the piece from Evans, the culture chairman had one, and almost every EFL team, you look on their website, it's a statement from the chairman, and they all really say the same thing. We've been, work, we've been spending huge amounts of time and resource trying to get our grounds COVID ready. We've done all we can with having test events, and then all of a sudden, no, stop, not happening, even though these places are probably safer to watch the game than other ones. So you've got the ludicrous situation where... Is at the Arsenal game on Monday night, Arsenal Liverpool, due to kick off at eight fifteen, <laughs> yeah. and then they bring the kick off forward <laughs> to eight o'clock so people can watch it in the pub before this new ten p.m. closing time. <laughs> so you can sit, so everyone <clears throat> goes to the pub and watch it, but you can't sit <clears throat> in an outdoor stadium. I, I, like I said, I know there are issues with regards to sort of public transport being used to get places, but ultimately. It's now becoming a restraint to trade to the football industry that they are being told they're not allowed to trade as as a business, even though they've put the steps in place to make themselves COVID safe, which every other business has also had to do. So the government is going to have to start helping out the industry, and it's fine to say, "Oh yeah, well Chelsea spent two hundred million, so clubs don't need it." But that means absolute effort, basically, to clubs and EFL who desperately do need the help yeah, from the government. It's got to David. start.
5: It's got to start trickling down, trickling down from the Premier League somehow. Um, I mean, it was disappointing When yesterday was supposed to be. Wasn't yesterday supposed to be our first sort of test event with a thousand fans, potentially? I know we, sp- we spoke briefly about that. Or I think I said you guys speak about that, about how that was actually going to work. And it, I guess it was just going to be a ballot of how that was going to work. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, all very disappointing. And then Christ almighty, if this goes on as, as the government is... Uh, um, saying till next March for the next six months my God I mean there are going to be and, and, and the, the necessary funds aren't available to the clubs then there's going to be a handful I'd say of more, more berries certainly and, will
3: be and if we're saying we're going to go to March without fans then is there really any uh, point bringing just, them in for the last four or five games not just to quickly
0: no. jump in, no one has actually said we're going to go to March without France. No, that's no, no. that's the worst.
3: Harry said it on the radio that that's what he's expected if things don't change. But, yep. Yeah, that,
0: that that's the position we're in at the moment. Yeah, They've gone to a new load of restrictions and the worst case scenario. And uh, without putting my tin hat on now, um, I can't understand why the prime minister would literally outline a length of time if he wasn't sure that something was going to happen in like, if, yeah, yeah. If, if, if I know something's what possibly coming down the pipeline in three yeah. months, I'm going to say, oh, six this months. might last six months to buy myself yeah, yeah. some time. I just can't understand why. Have um, you heard any
3: of the communication from the Prime Minister over the last six months? <laughs> <laughs> Covid was going to be sent packing in March. And yeah, and yeah. I've, Things I've like heard that. A lot so I, communication, uh, their uh, communi- I wouldn't really nice. listen to too much of their
0: communication. Tell you what, guys. But you take my point, though. You take my point, though, Joe. It's I. Like, I don't. They've, they've been very nondescript with you know. We've not had a oh. This 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 may well be you know. We've had it'll be three weeks and then we'll find out the day before whether we're going to work the next for the next three weeks or whatever. So tell you, tell you um, what, guys. Look at the bigger picture. I'm, I'm glad I'm not a student. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, driving a bloody musician. A <laughs> hey, let's not let's not start on my sob stories, but there we go. Um, let's go to yesterday's game against Rochdale. Um, so off the back of a 2 0 win, um, over Wigan and then a 2 0 win over Bristol Rovers. Uh, zero goals conceded, maximum points. I'm just going to go to a quick question, Dave. This is from Andrew on Twitter. Has Dave found anything to shout crap <laughs> at,
5: at yet? Because yeah, this, two um, things certainly two things yesterday um one <laughs> ncr's distribution <laughs> which which was beyond crap it was pretty much beyond crap for uh, uh, perhaps a little, little bit unfair no i'm not actually um NCR-less distribution particularly in the first half the first 20 minutes my word and um uh, i mean and, and the old chestnut which is freddie sears free kicks which are becoming <laughs> as hilarious as a larson tour corner i think <laughs> i mean honestly come on uh, uh, yeah, uh, so, those, so I've got to say those two things. I think I said worse than crap yesterday when watching <laughs> it. My God, very frustrating, very frustrating.
0: Um, Joe, we've got a couple of questions. Um, and before you take this, I'll help you out by prefacing this by saying we don't know the answer. We are speculating, but we, we often get asked about the empty stadiums and will... Um, asked just going into this would we perform better or worse with fans in the stadium uh, Matty also asked on Twitter uh, do you think playing without crowds allow the players to play with more confidence uh, knowing they're not going to um, get a big moan um, despite the fact I did find the Blue Monday WhatsApp group a little bit moany in the first <laughs> half just I, lo- I logged in I thought we were about 4 nil down looking at some of the comments in there but um, Joe on the stadium being empty Um
3: I think, I think Mick Mills made an interesting point in the commentary yesterday where he said that sometimes in a game like this, it's almost worse the stadium being empty because you can't ignore the manager at any point where sometimes he's just shouting at your game where you just can, if there's a crowd there, you can just pretend to not be able to hear him and just play your own game where it's he okay, said in these sort of games it's difficult because you're, you're just, you can't, he knows you can hear him. So you have to, you have to listen to him. So, but I, I, I don't, personally think i think once they cross that white line ultimately they're they're professionals and they have to play it might it might have impact later in the game but I, i i don't buy this that the crowd are making a big difference or no crowd are making a big difference i think there's i think there's certain periods in games where you're trying to chase to get back into it, and you're building up a little bit of pressure that when the goal doesn't come, the fans might be able to keep you going a little bit. But I think at the moment it's not making a huge difference. I
5: think it works both ways, and I think I think perhaps you know you can, you can get the negative vibes from the crowd. You, can, you I think you can just. You know, these players can sense the crowd getting edgy. My God, it's <clears throat> think back to last season, for Christ's sake, you know, the crowd getting edgy when particularly at home. I mean, what would we want up to Wigan 11 games in 50 or something ridiculous? So I think you can, especially when, you know, we all said the games last season, the possession that the other teams had. And, you know, we went long periods at home without having the ball. It's just the style of play we played last season. And you could hear the crowd getting edgy and patient. So, i think to a degree i think there, there, there is probably a bit of that they're free from that to a degree although perhaps it hasn't quite been worked that way because we're playing a different style this season but yeah it's a, it's an odd one i heard mills say that yeah that was that was quite funny yeah funny
0: comment i think um i and a lot of people would advocate you know megaphone man who walks around outside <laughs> the ground i think dave should be allowed in <laughs> what? with the can I just say to listeners, I've been to loads of football matches with David Diamond. The crap thing is not a gimmick we've invented for the pod. He uh, does do that <laughs> during I, do games.
5: That. I, I need another. I need a new one-word catchphrase. <laughs> 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 oh dear, tremendous. Um, uh,
0: right, the Ipswich eleven here, guys. Holly uh, Chambers, right back. Um, Unciala, Wilson. Ward is the rest of the back. Four from uh, right to left. Uh, Dazelle sitting in front of them with Nolan to his left and Bishop to his right. Um, Wide right is Edwards. Wide left is Sears with Hawkins up top. Joe, your thoughts?
3: Um, I I was surprised not to see Downs back in the team, but I can't say I was particularly disappointed with it. And I think Hawkins being in for Norwood, I think it proved to be, but on on, on paper it looked the right decision at the time as well. Where just if you look back to the Gillingham game last week, Norwood really, um, sorry, Bristol Rovers, Norwood really didn't do a lot in the game. And Hawkins, when he came on, we did we did play better with him there. Whether that was to do with them tiring, but I I did see a stat that Hawkins had actually touched the ball more times than Norwood did in, and, and he only played like twenty one, twenty two <laughs> minutes last week, so he was he was just much more involved with how we played.
5: Uh, David on the eleven. Yeah, um, I think I would. I certainly went along with that. I think Hawkins did make a an error. He, he should have perhaps scored last last week with a header. But yeah, I think he made a, enough impact last week to to retain his place. Norwood to me is just not 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 really on it. At it. On it. At it. I don't know what how uh, he describe. <laughs> not fit, It's not it? easy. It's just we can make that
0: into a house thing there. On it. At it. at it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Get, a that, of Wall Street. Did you did anyone see the Mick McCarthy um sorry I did 19 minutes before I mentioned him today? There was a Mick McCarthy House remix of his co-coms. I, I retweeted it um, at Benjamin Bloom. Check that out. If you're if like me you're missing you're missing Mick a little bit and hearing hearing his sultry voice on COCOMs. Um Right, we're gonna play a little game really, really quickly. Um I'm gonna count to three. I'm gonna say Um, a word, so it's word association, and both say the first thing that comes into your head when I say the word. Okay, you ready? It doesn't matter if you say it at the same time. Right, ready? One, two, three. Rochdale. League two. Average. Lisa Stansfield. (laughs) Keith Hill. (laughs) There you go. Um, (laughs) I was just going to say, who's your favourite Rochdale player? I I always end up probably unfairly whenever I get asked about... um, small clubs, mentioning Rochdale, Crawley, um, Burton, yeah, yeah. of course, although the Luton fans are all up in arms at the moment, teams like Luton, it used to be teams like Brentford, but Brentford are good now, here's your Rochdale 11 guys, I'm sure right. you've got intimate knowledge of this lot, uh, Bazunu in goal, across the back, Keahan, McShane, O'Connell, not that one, uh, Dunn, uh, in midfield, Ryan, uh, central midfield, Ryan, Morley and Lund with Rathbone out to the left, Newby out to the right um, and Beasley up top. Um, I'll just quickly rattle through what went down in the first half and then you can each give me your um, your read on, on this. Um, decent save by Bazunu from um, Hawkins' header there. Dizel De- 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 and Bishop had opened them up. Really nicely. Um, Hawkins spin and volley hits the post. Unlucky there. Uh, Rathbone curls one wide uh, with the right foot from a short corner. Um, Short corner, but a corner played out to the edge of the box. But Rochdale, um, 56 44 in uh, Ipswich uh, favouring the possession. Eight shots apiece. Ipswich just kind of edging the passes. So. Fairly even. Um, Dave, do
5: you want to go first on the, on the first half? Yeah, we, we started off really well, really well, really quite confident. And, and it was the sort of, you u- a usual thing, sort of, half, shades of last season to a little bit where I think we sort of pretty dominated the first 10 minutes and then all of a sudden you sort of notice and um God, they, you know <clears throat> watch the game for 5 minutes so they've been in a half a lot we've hardly touched the ball you know it was it was again one of those we have seemed to have a really good grip on the game all right didn't get didn't, didn't get an early an early goal but then um sort of allowed them you know perhaps allowed them possession allowed them to to come back and I think I saw I saw someone comment on twitter I think sorry if I'm preempting things someone made the comment that yeah they they you know we we sort of let almost let them have the ball in our half and actually in wide areas and get some good balls in you know not that they chances i don't think don't think holy had a, had a shot to save but yeah it was a it was a good first half. What well, I think I said on the WhatsApp that um, it was an enjoyable first half, considering the conditions of rank. It was windy, it was wet, it was bloody horrible. I thought it was a, it was a you know a decent first half, and we played okay. The move from um, the the move there, Dzel, that had been a hell of a goal. It was just um, you he almost reversed ball. ball yeah, oh, Hawkins was a bit unlucky. He almost headed it too well. In fact, it sort of you know just skimmed. He said he probably planted it in the corner. Good save though, but yeah, I don't think you could knock him for that. He got everything on it, but just didn't didn't, didn't sort of get it in the corner. So no, it was an enjoyable. Okay, yeah, quite an enjoyable first half. Uh, Joe? Yeah,
3: well, I, I remember watching Rochdale last season against us and a couple of other times, and I think they were one of the real teams where it was really obvious how little we did on patterns of play and regular, because they seemed to know, know their roles and sort of play some nice stuff. The players interchange well, and... I think they're a really nice side to watch and they play some decent football. I think the issue they have is just they don't have the money to bring the quality in to so they rely on getting a couple of decent loan players. So they just don't quite have that quality in the final third. So they but work got, the ball into decent crossing positions and then they just don't have the right. sort of quality to get a decent ball over. And like their striker was... I think he was making his debut yesterday after signing from Solihull Moores in the week. So and he, and he did well. He put himself about... Had a couple of chances, but ultimately they, they can't they, they then don't score and then they're a little bit brittle at the back but when you look at the budgets in place between nice. them the sort of type of players we've got it's a game where we should be beating them and we did but i say i, I like i like the way they play and i like the way they mm. try and keep playing and like I mean, I say, they're a nice side to watch
5: I and then mean, trying. and they weren't over physical either, you know, which perhaps was perhaps they could have been a bit more. Yeah, they lost their strike, and it was at Henderson who's been there like years and scored loads yeah, of goals yeah. for him. He went, didn't he? So ex Norwich. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, in Henderson. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a decent first half, quite good. We played some quite good stuff. I say conditions were conditions were atrocious. What was quite fun, and Joe said, you know, patterns of planned, done the homework. Um, they were quite confident to let Nciala have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Both centre halves. I've got to say, I thought Wilson's actually distribution at times in the first half and throughout the game. Yeah, okay, one maybe one or two exceptions. Christ Almighty, he was switching the play superbly oh, well, wasn't you he? you going
0: to say ping, then Dave. Before well, yeah, gonna...
5: it's like okay. yeah, you got to earn the ping. You got to earn <laughs> the ping. But yeah, but um, yeah, they were they were more than comfortable to let. Um, um, let aside from that, they're more than comfortable to let our centre halves um, have the ball. Let's say. There we go. Um, into the second half. And we
0: are going to take the lead, Joe, on 53 here. Um, so Ward slides it into Hawkins. Hawkins backs into O'Connell. Um, he slides it across. Not quite sure what McShane is doing. He sort of
5: lets it. He's just wrong-footed, isn't he? Yeah. He gets he caught gets between both, doesn't he? He gets caught yeah. between um, Yeah.
0: Bishop then, with the right foot, sticks it in the corner. And we have to raise this celebration because we got asked about it. Um, uh, Jack asked on Twitter, why are all the ITFC players putting their fingers in their ears when they score? Chambers and Bishop have both done this now. We've had some uh, some butthurt fans. I don't know whether we've got some butthurt players here. Um, talk to me about the goal. And we have to raise the celebration because we were asked about it, Joe.
3: Yeah, the goal, good, good little passage of football. And down that left-hand side, we were starting to get on top. Ward was getting really involved higher up the pitch and just the quality, like the actual passing into the box where you're playing the ball into someone's feet with pace in the box and defenders can't defend against that and Bishop's sharp in the box and great to see him on the score sheet again. Let's he, say he'd only scored one goal up until this season. He's scored two in three games. He hit the post against Wigan as well and he's just getting in and around the box and sort of doing well, so it's really good on that. Celebration, I don't know, There's a, there's a few possible explanations for isn't it the first one chambers did it and it was i think his is quite clear that he does get a lot of stick on social media and if you look at his instagram account he doesn't allow um, comments on it it's just his followers can only comment so i think
0: sorry quickly can i interrupt where does this come from because i've seen lots of higher level sportsmen than ipswich town players is this i'm putting my fingers in my ears to Uh, To block out criticism from outside, yeah, is that is that the meaning? I I,
3: I don't know. Also, think like I say, like so, Chambers gets a bit of sticks. It might be that, but then sometimes, like you say, it becomes a bit fashionable to do something like that. And then sometimes there's a team mentality of like they're doubting us and no one, and it's like you see this in the NFL a lot, and that's sort of a big trope there, where it's like no one outside this dressing room thinks we can win this game. it's like you've won five of the last eight games. I've seen that on those Amazon documentaries,
0: Joe. Shut out the noise from those yeah. NFL teams. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Patriots. And it's like
3: you've been to like six Super Bowls in 10 years and you're in a you're coming out in the press end. no one outside, no one outside this dressing room think, thinks we can win this. It's like it's like Man City coming out and saying it. So <laughs> I, I do think it's maybe in a bit of sports psychology, like don't listen to the noise, build up that.
0: David's been so supportive of Ted Bishop for about five years, though, yeah. through, through all the injuries, though. And that, I mean, that's obviously just representative of our our podcast. You know, we've, oh, we Bishop back. If we can get Bishop back to where he was in 14, yeah. 15. But yeah,
3: I I just think it's that, like I say, I think it's that it's almost like COD amateur sports psychology blocking out the noise, plus a little bit of they've all probably watched The Last Dance on Netflix over the, over the lockdown. So we're, Jordan has to have an enemy of everyone and every perceived slight is what drives him on. I, I do think there's maybe a little bit more of that sort of we're against everyone here, us against the world. And they're trying to build a mentality, but so I, I don't think it's anything particularly against the fans. I think it's more the latest sort of bit of sports psychology that's coming in. Like when you see clubs at players, at all clubs doing it.
5: Perhaps perhaps they're just fed up with listening to the manager in an in a empty stadium. <laughs> 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 yeah I, I don't know i don't know i don't i mean i don't know is that any worse than the, the, the sort of cup there so i uh, yeah christ knows i think i think you're right it's just this is something that's come from other sport and it's just sort of caught on isn't it
0: it's like chance isn't it they always filter down from the big teams down through football and you I mean, find there's about eight chance and that's it and yeah, yeah. i mean they're yeah. like on the LA, LA, where that like came that.
5: from, what, Liverpool, did it? I don't know where that originated from. Yeah, Boston, yeah. I think so. Um, team in yeah, I mean, team Bishop, maybe Bishop, is, is, does he feel, well, should Bishop feel slighted? I don't know. Maybe there were people, perhaps, I, I mean, I think we said before, he's got loads of Twitter followers. Maybe there were people on Twitter who doubted he would ever come back and would ever, you know, ever get to any sort of level, even first team level again. So maybe it's a bit of a slight on that, but. I but, guess all,
3: but, all the papers have had polls this week. Who should start Bishop or Downs? And I think everyone came out as Downs. So. There you, go. There you Mate, go. Like I said, yeah. if, you, if you want to find a slight against you, it's quite easy to do but, so. Even for us podcasters.
5: Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Maybe. But do you know what, though? If it, if it has the effect and drives him on, then fair enough. Bring it on. Yeah, it
0: and um, we should just stand up for our wonderful fan base. I do fully oh. understand the argument of we haven't had a good season in a long time. We finished 11th in league one um we we haven't really been that mean to you but anyway moving on to the next goal um only six minutes later dave um edwards is gonna score again um sears down the left ward overlap plays it inside bishop arrives he kind of knocks he well he tries to control it and then sears takes yeah. the shot o'connell blocks and everyone's asleep except edwards um Dave, I'll just parlay in a question from Mm. Mark, who um, is our sort of colleague in the um, ITFC Unrestricted podcast. You can um, check that out. Um, Has the experience and overall quality of Stephen Ward been undersold? The player who's contracted to a Premier League club less than 18 months ago and has 50 um, Ireland caps. If you can just touch a little bit on Ward, who
5: had a hand in, in both of the goals, Dave. Yeah, I thought he was great, yes. His service, you know, very rarely puts in a poor ball, doesn't he? And always seems to choose the right ball as well. I mean, for so the goal you, you just described there, you know, um, ball fell on his left foot and it would have been easy for him to like wrap his left foot around it first time and just put it in an area. But now, you know, he had the experience, got his head up. Great late run again from, you know, from Bishop to pick that run out from Bishop. I think he's been very good. I really do. You know, him and Sears, I didn't think Sears had his greatest game yesterday. But, yeah, you can see certain combinations, you know, going back to Harry's analogy of a couple of years back, you know, combinations within, the you know, within the team. Um, And there was, you know, I think twice, certainly in the first half, he played, you know, these first time balls, one, two, cut right through them, get Sears to the byline. Um, yeah, experienced player. I, thought, I think he's been a, you know, fingers crossed, been a really good signing, really good signing. Yeah, you know, experience and more experience in the team as well joe yeah no I, I agree with regards to the
3: experience and it's the same with i'd say chambers and So i know that that like players that play they probably play 500 games in the championship yeah that that just buys you so much time and while they've done that in the championship ward's done probably 250 300 games in the premier league and yeah, that level. is just a totally different level and if if you've done that you you're so much quicker in your brain than everyone else around you, you know how, you know what it takes to be on it, you know what it takes to be fit, you know you know how to treat your body, you just, you, you don't get to that age and playing that many games without being a serious, serious pro and like I, say, I think, like I say, Ward having done that in the Premier League is it's just a massive difference, you don't want too many old-timers in your team because ultimately they don't all have the legs but like I say, you, you need a sprinkling of um, experience in there and when that experience is from the very top it's a massive help. Yeah, I you agree. I think
5: you I think you've lost skews, I'd say lost skews, you know, skews is still at the club obviously, but skews isn't you know, let's face it if if we continue in the same vein and pray we do, you know, skews isn't really going to going to feature that much is he so again, you know, you've got another another experienced head, you know, alongside Chabins on the um, you know, on the pitch. Yeah. He's delivered He never puts in a bad well, look, 3 games in, but just his delivery is superb, absolutely superb. Surely you could take a free kick. <laughs> <laughs> we we mentioned it over the
0: five or six years of the pod. Um, lack of Premier League uh, calibre experience. You sort of sears 15 minutes or what, whatever it was back in the day. So, yeah, um, much welcome. Um, in comes uh, Flynn Downs, stage left, um, and um, leaves one on uh, one of the Rochdale players on 70 minutes. Um, Joe Stubbs, asks, asks, um, assuming he gets into the team soon, how many times will Flynn Downs get sent off this season for his hot-headed behaviour? We should add, the only red card we've seen on my right was the one at Cambridge. Is I
3: think so. I saw, I saw quite yeah. a lot in the under-18s. Him and Wolfie seem to take it in turns to get sent off. But um, <laughs> but at Cambridge, yeah. He, so he lost his head last year. and I think everyone had this attitude last year of is he going to cost us? But he was impeccable from that point onwards. So that seemed to wake him up. But yes, I, I don't know what it was yesterday because you say how he just came in and left one on that guy and he'd He's, only been on three minutes. They'd already been having a running battle for that whole three minutes he'd been on the pitch. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what happened, but petulant. Had, petulant and, it, and like I say, he really did just line him up. It was like, right, I'm going to have a go at you now. But I, I don't know what happened, but it's almost like as soon as he came on the pitch, maybe because they were both number 21, so they wanted Ed to be Joe, the best Joe, sometimes the 20, though, the I pitch. Did,
0: Joe, I did Huddersfield Forest the other night and Jonathan Hogg absolutely larripped Harry Arter in the first minute. <laughs> and But apparently that goes back like three years from um, Bournemouth versus Huddersfield. So sometimes they've... Like George Santos and Andy Johnson. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Sometimes they've met before in a darkened um, alley, haven't they? Um, Dave, we see the game out 2-0, um, a third successive 2-0 win. Um 53-47 in Towns' favour on the on the possession, uh, 15 shots apiece. Obviously, whenever we read stats, we need to point out to some of our uh, more closely listening listeners that um, these are just some stats, and they help us address a little bit more of the context of the game. We're not saying they tell us exactly uh, what happened. Uh, 15 shots apiece, seven corners to um, to three in Rochdale's favour, 5-4-2 passes to 4-6-1 uh, in Towns' favour. Um Dave, tight game decided by a couple of bits of quality or inability to defend, game. a couple
5: of bits of quick passing. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I think the class, the extra, the extra class told. And you know, it's, it's a shame at two nil. I felt, we, I felt we, I think Joe said, it, you know, when Norwood came on, I think it was you, Joe, said on the, on the on the on the WhatsApp there that oh, you know, Norwood could help himself to a goal or two here today, be good for him. But we never really threatened much after that. It was that was slightly disappointing because at two 0 they were there for the taking, I think. And if we'd really stepped it up, there was four or five for us there yesterday. I think they'd gone. Um, I think Mills made the same sort of comment on, the, on you know, um, doing with, with Brenner. But um, no, good performance. I think we always had we always had something in hand there. Um, and I think important, you know, you know, if you are going to see the game out, that, yeah, we saw the game out with not conceding. Yeah, there was one or two crosses went across the box and stuff like that. And they did have one in the net, but which was clearly... I think marginally you know, comfortably offside in today's standards so um yeah good you know you'll only beat what's in front of you um and i know there's a question coming up about perhaps the quality of who we played so far so i'll defer that but um yeah two nil not conceded again um be nice to have seen hawkins very unlucky Be nice to have seen a forward get a goal because so far all our goals have been from either white you know central wide midfield players and an own goal so um
3: Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
1: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
4: order now on the McDonald's app. A participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Yeah. Nothing nothing not to not to be too unhappy about I would have thought. Joe, um
0: how does this stack up with uh last season and um we spoken about the one up front and um Dave's just mentioned, you know, if 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 the wide players are, you know, if you get 30 goals from you know the the three across the front, the or, pressure off. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, what's your take? Um, just your read on how this game was won?
3: I think we I think we won it by just having more quality and creating better chances because of that quality, and also it's sort of something that wasn't the case last year at all is getting men in the box. And I'd like say when when you see the the goal, um, Edwards's goal, the ball is played into. Uh, it sort it's of played across to Bishop, Bishop rolls it into Sears, Sears is in the box, Bishop's in the box, Hawkins is in the box, and then Edwards is in the box, like I say, how many times last year did, did through an open play move, did we end up with four or five players in the box? Very, very few, we just did not, we did not take the risks and push the men on of having the full backs up there, and yeah, it does it does leave you a little bit more open at the back, especially when both full backs are, well, within a few days, both fullbacks will be 35 years old, and they've got to get up and down the pitch, but... <laughs> ultimately, we, we, we're going to get out of this league by scoring more goals than we did last year. And there isn't as many teams, especially with all this COVID that's gone on and all the budgets that have been hit, that are going to have the quality that they did even last year. So it's a case that we just need to, we need to keep attacking and we probably will
0: get punished less as well perfect perfect um right before we go to the questions let me just do a couple of plugs here as ever you can support our lovely podcast absolutely for free by following on twitter um we're trying to make a bit more effort in the facebook which i set up years ago and like post about once every two years down so um You can subscribe over on YouTube. As I said, we're going to have live streams in the midweek. And if you do want to support our ventures financially, um, look, there's about eight of us and um, there's not actually that many Ipswich fans. So no one's trying to make a living out of this or be greedy. But um, you can support financially um, via the Acast support feature if you go into the Acast app, um, which I would recommend for your podcasts. Anyway, you can uh, make make a financial donation there or via super chat on YouTube during our live streams. As I say, it just helps out. Um, We've had to subscribe to this StreamYard technology, which is another monthly cost. We've all got mics and they break. We've all got Ethernet cables and they stop working and all of this stuff. So it's just a little help to um, hopefully help us bring you a show that's, um, you know, hitch free and as high quality as we can um let's do some questions dave i love this one because um well it's not it's it's not got a little dig at you but it's um <laughs> i'll i'll read it um uh, dave gore asks does the uh, totally. set of formation um and selection formula make last season even more frustrating or um well done to paul lambert for learning and changing
5: dd answering a bit of both isn't allowed that's outstanding yeah it's outstanding <laughs> i mean i think that i think the main difference is that that we've said all along but certainly me and joe have said it is dazell is now a settled side it's now it seems to be a settled side especially across the midfield you know you've got dazell there playing the deep role pulling the strings I, I love to see it now getting a run in the side i think he's played pretty much every minute of every game i don't even think he's been pulled yet joe is he i'm not on not sure came
3: on from in one game.
5: Okay. Well, there you go. But look, he's playing, starting every game, which is what he needs now starting to show. He's really true. And again, you know, you've now got pretty much, I know again, he's not finishing the games, but you're getting an hour out of him. He's getting stronger and stronger scoring goals. You got Teddy Bishop. You got, you know, adding Teddy Bishop into that equation from last year. Powerful running from midfield. Great to see. Yes, you know, as you just said, Joe. You know, it's brilliant just to see someone from central midfield, but bursting the gut to get in the box and actually getting ahead of the bloody ball, which is what we didn't do last season from midfield. So that's great to see. So that's been a that's been a big factor for me. Um, and yeah, you know, and, and Lambert is fair play to him. is sticking is sticking by that. So yeah, as I said before, so far so good. Um, Joe, this is from <laughs> Paul.
0: Um, he says, Hawkins, um, done enough in that performance. Thought his hold up and link up play was excellent. A goal would have capped a really good game. Um, where where are we looking? Um, just can you do a quick analysis of the striking roster? Because Caden Jackson like we say the second Josh King goes out of Bournemouth they'll probably do that deal won't they um Norwood Dave's already mentioned uh not sure what's entirely going on going on there um just talk to him about Hawkins and then the striking roster
3: well I thought Hawkins yeah was really good yesterday I've actually um I don't know why I keep saying at Bristol Rovers last week he um he he just didn't look like he had a goal in him. He, He got involved, but he just looked so indecisive around the box and like he didn't have a goal in him where yesterday that really wasn't the case. I thought he looked sharp. He looked sharp around the goal. He should have scored the header probably, but again, he didn't really do a lot wrong. He, he got on it, he headed it well, and it was a, took a really good save to keep that out and the shot that hit the post he gets involved wow and i know it's sort of lazy cliche but he is a target man at six foot six and he or six foot four six foot five whatever he is but he wins his headers but not just that he he runs the channels well and when he gets on the ball he holds it up and allows players to come into play whilst also then get himself straight back into the box he he isn't one that gets out wide and then wants to stay out wide and start building play he gets out wide he gives a ball to who needs it and then he gets back to where he needs to be so he really does and it was similar to how drynan was playing at the mm-hmm. start of the season they, they understand the role they understand what they need to do and they understand that they're sort of a cog in the machine they're not the player that needs to be on the end of everything where i think sometimes norwood feels like he's the one that needs to be on the end of everything where mm-hmm. that isn't always the case and I say He just hasn't looked... I I don't know. He he just doesn't look fit. He looks overweight still to me, Norwood, and I think he he needs to work harder to get himself back in the team. With regards to the striking options, we're down to those three, aren't we, where it is Norwood, Hawkins and Jackson. Well, Hawkins is the one with the shirt for me at the moment. Jackson just isn't going to suit that role at all because he just cannot play with his back to goal. His game is about running the channels and running from out to in or in to out, whichever way he ends up, but I know. I, I just think if we can get a decent fee for Jackson, I, I would, I would take it. As, as good as he was last season, I thought he really, really improved and had a really good season. So it's not a case of I don't rate him. I, I just don't think he's going to fit with what we're trying to do. Um, Joe,
5: anyone, anyone likely to come <clears throat> through at all in that department?
3: Not really, because like Morris, I say, obviously, obviously Drynan's right. there, and then you've got. Morris, who's out for the year, but he'd probably be one of the wide strikers. Then Ben Falami, who seems quite a, a way back. I think yeah, he ben. could. I think he could play that role, Falami, but yeah. he, needs a, he needs a game somewhere else. And then below that, Tyrese Simpson,
5: okay, Zach Brown.
3: Yeah. There are players there, but I, I don't see any of them making that leap. At I the just,
5: moment. I just think in league, in league one, you know, detrimental league one, I just think I like that unit up front. I like that. I like that focus. And I think he's, he's ideal for us. That sort of type of player we, we cried out for last season for Christ's sake, you know, um, and perhaps yeah, see. No sense in Murphy and his goals and stuff. But, yeah, we just haven't had that that focal point up front for a few seasons now. So, I think at that level, yeah, like to see it. And exactly what my Portsmouth supporting pal told me a few weeks ago, he said, yeah, mixed. he said, a bit Marmite, he said, but he, he said overall, he'll, he'll do well. He'll do well um, for you. David, this is
0: from Scott, and um, I suppose it's in the back of everyone's mind, isn't it? Uh, given how well Ipswich started last season and then tailed off, um is this a false dawn or something to get excited about what is the likelihood Dave um, more or less that um, we get a similar pattern in performance than we did I'm not. I,
5: I, I think we've got I think we've got a more settled side and a, and a more uh, sort of readily identifiable pattern to us you know system to us now I think um, you know I think that I think in time the center halves will change um, whether Wolfenden comes back in whether it's I mean, is Joe, what is it, I mean, is, is he fit? Is he, is he, is he fit or do we know that?
3: There was an update last week where it sounded like he was basically back to training. All okay. oh, right. Week. So he's, so... he's
5: not quite ready then perhaps if he's back to training last week. So I think the center, I think the center halves will change, but, yeah, it still goes back to me until you really play someone. Look, we've played, you know, Bristol Rovers, not bottom, um, Rochdale. Okay, he's early three games in second from bottom, Wigan. Albeit, we'll win yesterday, but and then you know, Dave MK coming next as well, the twenty second. Yeah, MK. I mean, we 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 looked at the fixtures, and I've still got those first six fixtures written down here. And we all said, okay, let's let's look at Charlton. let's you know. And I think we said if there was five games preceding the Charlton game, which is the tenth, I think, of October, maybe maybe that's the fifth game. I can't quite remember. And I think we said, yeah, we want a minimum at least, yeah, you know, three. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take three wins if we're going to have any sort of season early day three wins and a draw so we're on our on our way to that i think let's see when we start playing the likes of charlton who we think maybe will be up there come the end of the season that will be that will be a tell for us i think that really will um i'm gonna take this one if it's okay guys because it does pertain to the
0: championship um lower north asks feels like our young crop are coming into their own at last keep them together go up and be strong enough to hold their own in the championship and entertain um there's a very there's a big difference between hold their own and in the championship when you have young players that star they're kind of after one or one and a bit seasons they start to be worth seven eight ten million <laughs> quid I did a video um, um, Joe will probably know a lot of these names from studying the academies and stuff I did a video of ten to watch and had Callum Styles and Max Bird um, obviously. Troy Parrott and Reese Norrington-Davies loaned down, Adam Ida, Michael Elise, Tyrese Campbell, Benka Bango, Xiao Pedro, all sorts of different. But there are some very, very good young players in the championship. However, if you come up and they are the um, sort of centre of your team, like we've seen um, teams do before, then there's hold their own, there's entertain, and there's what I look at, be able to sell for massive amounts of money which <laughs> yeah. is probably um, yeah. most useful um Joe where would you put someone like if we were to go up Andre Desailly with a I don't know Max Bird or Michael Elise or Adam Ida? it's it's difficult
3: because our young players aren't as young as some, as a lot of these no because a lot of it's a 21 lot, only 2021 20, we find with the championship is a lot of players come in They burn really bright and then all of a sudden they're linked with everyone. And then you never really see how good they are because they just become so highly rated so quickly that everyone just assumes that they're brilliant. And there's not really much account taken to them sort of having dips in form where if, let's say, if if Andre plays this season as we want him to, plays all through the season, leads us to promotion, signs a new contract, when he's up in the championship next year and if he starts well, by that point he's played 100 games so that you might not be buying as much potential but you're also buying a player of a much lower floor because you you're buying a player who has shown that they can do it over a long period of time so i'd I'd put him right up there because he is a player that has played international football at every age group as well and he is one that has those he just has a ability to pick a pass that is yeah, different sort of probably 90% of Premier League players don't even have the way he can he can pass a ball so it's just finding a way that you can play him which hides hides his weaknesses and just shows off that strength getting him on the ball in a, in a position where he can get on the ball and like I say some of these like I say especially at Derby some of the young players they've got their are unbelievable but it's just a case if you can get them playing and you've got a young core of players you've always got one that you can sell and when you need to cash in on one you can sell them and they're they're going to be worth proper money which they're just not at this level
0: and you're totally right joe we're at the point now where a premier league club can literally afford to sign a championship player for eight million quid as a project and say okay come and come and train with us um If, if it works out really well, we'll stick you in the first team squad. If not, we'll loan you out, um, and if not, we'll just sell you back next season, take a three million quid loss, whilst we collect our hundred million quid um, TV money. But you, you know, look so. at
3: someone like Matt Clark at Derby, obviously formerly of this parish, but Brighton sign him for what four million quid, free, free 4000000 quid. Pre-season, send him out on loan to Derby, player of the year at Derby. Next season, oh, go back to Derby. Derby probably paying. A seven-figure loan fee to have him there, paying all his wages, and so by now Pro- Brighton have probably not spent a penny on Matt Clark. Now Incredible, he's still their it? asset, and he's got, and he could end up being two-time sort of championship or and this derby is the player of
0: the year. Yeah, this is the not very good Premier League team who also had Ben White on loan to Leeds, and this season also have Leo Ustergaard who's a centre half on loan at Coventry as well. It's a, it's just a totally different oh, right, so- and. In Premier League terms, they're not even very good. they would be how happy it? if they come 15th this season. Yeah, yeah, quite. That was the kind of... They were shelved, they were shelved, somewhat, than shelved
5: somewhat yesterday. That was interesting, wasn't it? I don't <laughs> think witnessed yeah. that before. Anyway.
0: Um, right, so Dave, we've mentioned it. And um I was there yesterday at, at, at the Primark um, outside the MK Don's stadium. Ah. Um, it is MK Don's uh, next week. Currently 22nd, Dave. One point from three games, uh, two defeats on the trot. Lost two 0 at Crew yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. G- give me your give me your eleven, Dave. Who's playing in this one?
5: I wouldn't change. I would not change a thing. I don't think. I don't think he will. If everyone is if everyone's fit, I don't think he'll change it. Um, you know why would he? I think a Bishop came on came off yesterday, but a standard Bishop substitution was it? on about sixty five was it something like that, Joe? I don't I don't see them 67. changing. Six, yeah, I don't see them changing, changing anything, really. Why, why, why would we if everyone's fit um, and a free week this week, no game, no midweek game as well. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, so, pro- something I would hop back to the previous question again, you think you forget that you just because again, you forget him. Um, The other factor, of course, is Kane, Kane, Vincent Young, you know, he's, you know, he's fit. I mean, you know, when he's fit, fully fit it's obviously going to be some changes because surely he's going to come pretty much. Although I think Chambers has done really well at right back. Surely he's going to come straight back, you know, straight back into the side. But yeah, there's again, there's some weird messages coming out about Lambert came out with some strange message about his fitness this week. Didn't he something saying something even mentioned? I'm not sure he actually said, I think it was perhaps Stuart Watson or someone asked him, well, let's come up with some sort of plan here. Is it going to be back before Christmas? And he certainly didn't, say he wouldn't he would have he didn't say he would have wouldn't be didn't he yeah a bit yeah. cagey about that odd yeah. again very odd i'd say um yeah that's a big big thing with vincent young
3: and it, it seems like this achilles is being managed very very carefully and yeah. hopefully in the, in the long term that proves to be the right decision while we're winning games it is i'd say the i probably wouldn't make a change but if wolfie's fit I'd, I'd be looking to get him back in the team as soon as possible because i'd say as well as ncl and wilson are defending Ultimately, if we if we want to play out from the back, we can't really afford to have two stoppers in there. And yeah, uh, so if, and it's almost like those two are battling to be the stopper and to play alongside Wolfie for now. And who's who's got that edge at the moment? Probably Toto defensively. But yeah, yeah. ultimately yesterday we we dropped both centre backs into the penalty box to take a goal kick, and Rochdale just left them there. They they sat 35 yards up the pitch, and rather than think like in, in any normal game if you've got Luke Wolfend in there you just give him the ball and then you just bring him up and bring their press out but there we, we dropped both centre-backs in and then we still went long with the goal kick and it's like well if if you drop centre-backs in and they're under no pressure you give them the ball but Wilson and Enciala between them aren't as comfortable and I think we do need to get at least at least one ball player in that back to potentially even two ball players come the end of the season but I said, I just think with Toto and Wilson, you you need one stopper, not two stoppers, if you want to play it from the back, because it just like I say you see the damage our midfield is doing to to these teams when we've got nothing behind them to play it through. You you haven't got a mid, you haven't got a defender slotting the ball through the lines to give them a bit more space. Our midfield are sort of killing teams when they're playing against two banks of four with one sitting in between them, which is promising. When that becomes sort of a bit more of a sort of Um, sort of a messed up formation because we've managed to pull them about a bit with our defence what damage is our midfield going to be able to do at that point
0: interesting Um, cool right I think we are all there I didn't say thank you to everyone for um, putting the questions in Um, we're all kind of Uh, uh, once bitten twice shy at at this point with three straight straight. Do you remember when I used to start the pod by going everybody just calm down. Calm the F down didn't you? You did yeah everybody calm down but yeah so we'll we'll try and we'll try and sit on this having seen um, our propensity to get very important players injured for very long lengths of time and Um, last season's collapse but um, I didn't say thank you for uh, all the questions coming in as ever uh, follow on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC the questions tweet will go out um, hopefully straight after every game this season um, if you want your question answered and to get shouted out on the podcast obviously now you have the supplementary outlet that in midweek um we will be doing the live stream, so you can come and join in live. And I have heard an as yet unconfirmed rumor that technical luddite and Blue Monday podcast legend David Diamond
5: might possibly. <laughs> oh, possibly sorry. Oh, me. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that was. I've got to tell the listeners that was on the pretext. Ben said, "Well, do you fancy coming?" I said, "Yeah, I'll oh, come on." He said um, about on occasion. It hasn't. My my um, a internet here it be. there's mate. my router. I have to get an Ethernet cable. Yes, all right. <laughs> Try and get one. <laughs> We've got BT Open Reach sitting outside the window on it's call. Like there is over like there? Unbelievable. <laughs> so anyway,
0: it's good news that people ask for David. We'll hopefully try and give them David um during the week. Um I'm not sure who's on um next weekend for the MK game. I think it might be Mikey. I can't remember. I yeah, it's not Mikey. If I open my WhatsApps, I will find out. But um, thank you, everybody. Um, Joe, have you got anything to plug or a last word?
3: Not really, no. It's difficult with the academy stuff at the moment because all games are behind closed doors. So not only am I not able to get to any... I can't even get any secret squirrels there reporting (laughs) for me. So it's just... I think the under-18s lost 4-1 at Charlton yesterday, but that's about all I know about the game. So it's a bit, a bit frustrating on that side of things at the moment. But I think there is actually a game that under-16s are playing at AFC Sudbury on Thursday night against Sporting 87. So if anyone wants a fix of IDFC, get across there for the
0: under-18s midweek cup game. Wow. I heard um, Bielsa had got press accreditation. He's going to be scouting. He's going to be scouting that one. Dave, um, any last words or anything to
3: plug? Yeah,
5: just a, just not not a really not a plug for anything personal. Really, other than his, I noticed there's says a new Bobby Robson book out called The Ultimate Patriot, written by I think he's really good friend and confidant Bob Harris. He's written a, not not whispering Bob Harris of the old grey whistle test um, fame. I don't think. But um, yeah, so that's always uh, that's always good. And um, and. Also, I meant to say this before. Have either of you seen this? This I'm not sure he's doing it. Um, someone's putting out the. Ipswich 80-81 scores out on Facebook as, as, as they play every game. So correspondent with the date back in 80-81 of the actual game on the day, and they're putting it out in the BBC football styley. You know how they how, how they normally put on the games now. So big shout out to who's ever doing that because I'm really enjoying. Um, obviously, I'm really enjoying seeing all those. I think. Um, I think. Yeah, it was Wolves away today and we won 2-0. Obviously. Yeah, we try and we try Priscilla and find Mariner. out. I'm
0: trying Mariner, and find out I where that is and, and if you let me know Dave we'll tweet it out from there
5: oh it's absolutely brilliant yeah
0: we'll do blue monday okay right thank you guys and you can follow me on twitter at benjamin bloom and if you have any remote interest in my um championship content that i've carried over since our lovely days up there um you can uh, find some of that right thank you everybody for watching everybody for tuning in we will likely be back in midweek i think possibly on Wednesday with A. Q&A live stream that might even involve mr david diamond but we will we will finalize such plans thank you for listening and we will see you next